And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 163 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey everybody, how's it going? Howdy. Ooh, we're here. <laughs> we made it to the weekend, yay! Hooray! It's a feat your, sometimes. Your excitement for recording is infectious. Mm. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> I'm actually okay with this part of the week, this is good. Yeah, yeah, um... I don't know. It's been quiet for me. I've been catching up on all the things I neglected in rehearsal. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, Watched Swamp Thing with Tim. Swamp it. It got canceled the next day. It did, and I'm so pissed off. Word on the street is their shop, or that uh, HBO and CW are both considering taking it. HBO would be a good home for it. Yes, HBO would be a good home for it. CW would not. It needs to stay as gross as it is now. All right, then. It's pretty. I don't know what you're talking about. It's it's very beautiful and also very fucking disgusting, and I love it. All I know is the CW doesn't have the CGI budget to keep the vines looking good, so it can't go there. No, absolutely not. Um, anyway, Tim and I recorded a thing that will get dropped somewhere later in this episode, probably. Cool. Uh-oh. Yes. Um, so, teaser for that, if you want to hear more of Tim and Alex talking about Swamp Thing. Um, other than <laughs> that, do we want to... Okay, huh? does but he like, say many... Swamp him Swampy? Yeah, I was about to say, exactly how many times do you guys say Swamp him Swampy? While watching it? Several. <laughs> While recording the podcast about it? Uh, fewer also than you would several? expect. Okay. Fewer than you would expect. Oh, so only like eight or ten. I'm not going to say categorically that neither of us said it at any point, but I don't think we said it more than once, maybe twice. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, You guys got to step your game up. I know. Uh, We were mostly excited at a character who, at least in our minds, is JT showing up in the cold open. Oh, my God. Maybe not surviving the cold open. No. But showing up. That's probably for the best in many ways. (laughs) Um, I was sad that Delroy's was not Delbert, but neither here nor there. <laughs> we will continue Delbert Watch. That's what we should have called it. Delbert Watch. Okay. Want to talk about comics? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Probably. Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, number five. You know, when I say it that way, it makes it sound like she's a slayer who is a vampire and not a slayer who slays vampires. Yeah. Then, then mean... it would just be Buffy, the blade alternative. <laughs> who slays the slayer? An, uh, another the next slayer. slayer, yeah. Oh, is that actually a thing? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a lineage. It's not really a lineage, I guess. It's no, it's hmm. a spiritual lineage. So the slayer is basically Gorilla Man. Got it. I'm gonna let you think that forever. Yep, <laughs> forever and ever. Don't nobody ruin this precious child. Alex Cannon, there it is. Yeah. At least the mechanics work the same way. You kill one to become the next one. No, but okay. Oh, oh well, they're not no, Highlanders. Okay. It's a, it's not the Santa Claus. No, it's <laughs> wait. Santa Claus is the Highlander. Got it. Yes, yes. Also, nobody ruined this precious child. 
Sharks, what I am here today to request is funding for for a new cinematic universe, um, which will which will bridge Buffy, Marvel Comics via Gorilla Man, the Santa Claus, Highlander, and any other fictional characters who uh, you have to kill to take their powers and appearance. And we're going to do kind of a battle royale thing where you you kill each other to stack those powers and ultimately become uh, 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 Gorilla Man, the vampire slaying Highlander claws. <laughs> there is only one problem there's a, there's though that like of, yeah. you don't get well, the slayer's there, power if you kill them because no. there can be only boy one howdy problem. Spike would be overpowered. <laughs> yeah, which. You could say he's a little OP already, but yeah. No. Wait, OP Taylor? Is OP, OP Taylor, Taylor yeah. also OP someone Taylor who you have to kill and assume their identity? God damn it, I yes. spoiled the surprise that OP Taylor's a vampire. <laughs> damn it! Uh, so many new crossover potentials to explore here. Barney Fife Vampire Slayer. Oh my god! If somebody does not do this, I will be the most mad I've ever been. Oh my he, god. He only gets the one bullet. It is silver. And Andy has to tell him when he can put it in the gun. <laughs> but he has the one silver bullet. Oh my god. Wow. So much. That yeah. is so much. Floyd the Barber gives him his missions and information. He Floyd the Barber is Giles, yes. There you this yes. is my favorite universe ever. Oh. Uh, who do I have to TM, contact TM, to TM, license TM, TM. this? Yeah. Probably PCM. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, what is what is uh, uh, Lucille Ball's daughter doing right now? It was a Desilu production. Was it really a Desilu? Yeah, that's oh. why they used Star. That's why they used Mayberry sets in Star Trek. because oh. they were both Desilu. Got it. The more yep. you know. Um, and that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer number five. That's true. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was everything that happened. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i like ours better let's just move on (laughs) i mean this was good it was very good the uh free comic book day story kind of falls in the middle of this yeah and i did not read that it was fun there were bunnies oh right yeah Yeah. anya and her bunnies anya and the bunnies um we see the fallout of Xander getting bitten. Mm-hmm. He's um, vampire-y now. What a twist. Yeah. Uh, I They'd never in the show, not once, did they ever try and bring somebody back from being a vampire. So I am all about this. Yeah? Yeah. yeah no, that that's new territory. Yeah. I like how quickly they got to new territory with yeah, this. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Um, The thing that is not acknowledged in here that is in the free comic book day issue is there is another person who wants this information about how to bind someone's soul to a rock who is going to be coming after Buffy to get it and that is Angel (laughs) well that's gonna end poorly for everyone involved (laughs) we've all seen how this book plays out poorly or okay there will be a moment of happiness I was going to say, or thirstily. (laughs) Thirstily. Very thirstily. (laughs) So what I'm hearing is there will just be a little death. Indeed. Well, it depends. You know what? There could be all kinds of different deaths. (laughs) There's no reason not to include them all. Yeah. Well, speaking of a little death, deceased number two. (laughs) 
That's a lot of death. That's a lot of death. Um, Brian, are you reading this and just didn't have time to get to it this Cor- week? That is, is this- correct, sir. Okay. Um, well, nuts. I apologize in advance for the fact that we're going to spoil a cool moment from Oh, yeah, it. yeah, go for it. Yeah, because I'm about to I'm about to go nuts on this. Like, I yeah. got to see a Green Lantern die, and it wasn't the right one. Oh, damn it. You but... Okay, all the comic book creators out there, when you kill a Green Lantern, it's always Kyle Rayner. <laughs> kill Kyle Rayner. Make him stay dead. Hashtag KKR. Kill Kyle Rayner. <laughs> How you feeling, Alex? I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm all right. I enjoyed this. Um, see, I thought you were going to get excited about the new Green Lantern. Oh yeah, no, get. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, no, like it, if you're not going to kill the correct Green Lantern, at least give me one that's way better than the rest. Dragon Con cosplay? Oh shit, maybe. Hey Brian, yeah, you want to make a, a stab in the dark guess at who's a Green Lantern now? Oh, um, I'm gonna go based off of the exchange that just happened. Is it Power Girl? No. No, I wish. It is. I will give you a hint. It is a character who typically has a color in their name. And you love. Oh. Black Canary. Green Canary. (laughs) Green Canary? Green Canary. Nice. Super excite. Yep. Very nice. Yep. But she don't want it. No. But she got it. But she got it. Well, she's seen how badly that goes for people who get that ring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Superman shows up and he's like, no, you have to keep it because we need you. Please, God. Yeah. Um, we also learned Batman's fate after his attack in the previous issue. Yep. Um, and he has some kind of package that needs to get to Damien. Yep. I have no idea what that's going to be. Oh, I have an idea. A bat suit? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I felt like that was like just like too obvious or something. I don't know. I mean, yes, but also, why not? Because he's a child. We've also seen the future where Damien is Batman and it's a desolate wasteland with like you know massive casualties. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. Okay. Fair. He's point. not a good Batman. <laughs> No. No, but in this case, he might be the Batman you need, right? (laughs) (laughs) He might be the Batman you got. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, need? He might be the only one left dumb enough to put the suit on. Post-apocalyptic world is the right, probably, world for Damien to be Batman. For a moment, I thought you were going to say Um, (laughs) post-potatoes. Post-potatoes. When Bruce is (laughs) post-potatoes. If you don't listen to Hey Riddle Riddle, you need to listen to Hey Riddle Riddle. Um, I really dig this. This is a very good book. Yeah, it, yeah. And I do not normally wade into the who should write a book next game, but I will say this since this is out right now, and clearly he's written the character a couple of times out of continuity, it would not hurt my feelings if Tom Taylor took the reins on Batman after Tom King, since we still don't yeah. know who is. That'd I would not be against that. Yeah. Um, then then people still wouldn't know who's writing Batman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's that Tom guy who writes comics. Because <laughs> apparently, I'm not the only one who struggles with the concept that a lot of people are two different people. Oh, imagine. Yeah. Uh, we also see maybe Joker is a zombie in this. Yes. And I hope that he gets his head smashed to pudding. Me too. You want to know my secret, Cap? I always hope that he gets his head smashed to pudding. Samesies. Yeah. Except for uh, except for the one where he's just the head. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can smash everything but the head to put it. That's go. also that allowed. That works for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... Deathstroke number forty-four. Oh man! Um, so this is Deathstroke's funeral. Yeah, and more like Deadstroke. <laughs> the the big death, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and so was I the only one who saw the very obvious, um, setup and, and how this resolves itself? Yes. That they put in here. Did you see it? No. Oh yeah. Where they talk about the whole sword absorbing all the Kryptonian energy. And oh, like, uh, like, uh, Kryptonian whatever matrix. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Nice. Regeneration matrix. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what's going to happen because it's it, like it, there's this thing where it says it's absorbed overwhelming amounts of power and they of course bury him with the sword. Yeah. So yeah. Huh. Um, so that's, that's a good I'm catch. Gonna, I like that. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. But the interesting thing is I think where they're taking this series in the meantime, mm-hmm. which is they have it set up where there's two or three different people who could potentially take up the Deathstroke mantle. Yeah. yeah. And it's very much. I was reading. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read a little bit of an interview with christopher priest uh talking about this and he is emphatic that deathstroke is dead and is going to stay dead i'm sure he will for a while yeah um although again i like your solution i think it's very good but he makes the comparison to six feet under as a family drama and being about kind of the fallout of that and he makes the comparison specifically in the context of those are both things that i don't think that he doesn't think anyone's gonna look at just at first blush as family drama right um, and I think it doesn't hurt that two of those people who could take on the mantle are Jericho and Rose. Yes. Yeah. For, but what's so amazing is for very, very different reasons, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, she's a very obvious fall into inherit the the mantle. Yeah. I mean, she basically has the, kind of the same training, the same power type set, that kind of thing. Jericho's very different and is not one you would expect. Yeah. But I like how they start setting it up in this. Well, I, yeah, and like his... So this entire issue is framed around Slade's villain funeral. Yeah. And Jericho wants to attack and wipe out all the villains and, like, takes possession of the people he thinks can pull it off. Uh, Like, you even see him take Sinestro for a moment. Oh, snap. Um, The Legion of Doom crashes the funeral to make sure that Slade's really dead because they actually wanted to recruit him and are bummed to learn he is. Um, I think my favorite bit in this is Dr. Light's ruse to keep people from pestering them during the funeral. I was just about to say, um, but unfortunately for Jericho, (laughs) he was blinded by the light, right? Yeah. This whole issue, you see Superman flying around up top, and then it turns out, nah, that's just a projection. Keep people off our backs. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. It's like, oh, Superman's got an eye on this. It's all good. Yeah. Uh... I feel like not enough people talk about Deathstroke just in general, and this consistently has been a really solid book. This is, yeah, um, yes. Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, I remember very specifically us talking about before the first issue came out that in order for this to be good, he would have to have a good supporting cast with him. Yep. I mean, now we're at the point that he's not going to be in the book for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It's just a supporting cast. So, kudos, good job. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Young Justice, Brian. Oh, God, this book is just so much fun. So much fun. So good. Um, I, So, one of the characters I have read the least, probably, in DC Comics is Impulse. Yeah. There's very little, few things that I've read that he's been in. This kid's a trip. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, he's really good comic relief in this. Yes. Yeah. The whole... Oh, we're gonna. Ha- I mean, Amethyst starts. Down the road. <laughs> we're gonna have to 
fight the three-headed beast that has the tentacles of the doom that melt your face when you look at it and blah 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 and then we've got to get to the heart of the castle where this is the thing wait are you talking about this thing right here how how'd you get that super speed (laughs) my favorite thing about that like and it's like a three panel sequence yeah bart shows back up and i'm like wait did he leave i hadn't even noticed he zipped out like i had to go look back at the last one be like oh yeah he tapped out for a second there yep (laughs) it's beautiful uh and i'm very excited huh jenny hex is still my favorite (laughs) jenny hex is very good is that like one of the tablets of ten commandments in her trunk is that what that's supposed to be be, right because that was very like raiders of the lost ark when she opened that chest oh yeah, yeah 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 definitely um, I also like the Teen Lantern, though. Yeah, I hacked into yes. the power battery. I was on my way to the Hall of Justice to see if I could get an internship. So let me get this straight. You illegally tapped into Green Lantern energy, and you control it with your, your computer thing, and you thought they'd give you a job? An internship? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh, uh, I'm excited for where this is going next to the idea of this group being lost in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Well, you know what it made me think of as soon as I uh, they were like, oh, they're lost in the multiverse. I was like, oh, so it's DC's exiles now. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm very for that. I know you are. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I love multiverse for that, too. There's so many diverse personalities and power sets and yeah this is good this is good uh ignited number one i am going to talk about for just a moment because i'm pretty sure i'm the only one who read this this is the first of three ongoing series that have been announced so far from humanoids in a shared superhero universe and i've mentioned before like this wound up on my radar after their free comic book day issue Mm -hmm. mostly on the strength of the names of people attached to different series and there are going to be a couple of graphic novels later in the year and the look that that gave at what this this line is was very heroes like season one of heroes different people around the world are developing powers no one knows why no one sees any connection kind of deal i'm a little surprised at the angle ignited took on that i expected it to be like that to be sort of the macro scale book and be kind of that we're gonna hop all over the place look And it's not that. And I like it. I like it for not being that. But I was surprised that it didn't take that angle. Um, In fact, it doesn't get much into the world as a whole at all. Instead, it focuses on a high school that is reopening after a campus shooting and going through a lot of the kind of typical, you know, do we arm teachers? What do we do for security? How do we deal with students post-traumatic stress? All of those kinds of issues. And a pair of masked, powered people hijack everyone's cell phones and play a video saying, look, the idea of arming teachers is garbage. Nobody wants this racist old lady to have a gun. This person of color who is a teacher does not want a gun near him when, if this ever happens again, cops walk in the door to find a shooter. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea. And if the teachers don't come out against it and issue a statement to the school board, we are going to give them all terrible diarrhea. <laughs> oh my god. And then all the teachers are out for two days with the shits. So it's taking, like, a very specific view of what's going on in this world. Uh, it's it's framed around a couple of characters who are 
kind of aware of maybe who these masked figures are and well one kind of knows the other is investigating and it turns out maybe there are actually other students there we don't actually get a lot of time with the powered folks we don't get a lot of the big bombastic side of things other than uh, at the very beginning, a shot of them burning down the house of a right-wing fear-mongering radio host. It's not what I expected it to be. I, I think it's super well done. It's written by Mark Wade and uh, Kwanzaa Osajefo. I'm going to keep reading it. I like it. And I get the sense that maybe this line is not immediately going to go for the big macro, here's what's going on. And I think, actually, that's probably the smarter choice. I think maybe it's better to give us these individual pictures of what's happening before we build to you know kind of the big conspiracy theory side of it or whatever yeah make me care about the small people in the universe before you make me care about the whole universe yeah right the only framing device we get for the universe as a whole is basically a recap page that ties the idea that maybe these powers are related to the earth itself uh pushing back against um global warming and mass extinctions and all of those kinds of issues okay so i thought it was cool i think it's worth checking out um i am excited for more of it and for the other books coming out in the line Jin, me you i mean all of us actually we all read this next one but i'm gonna start with you because i know you love it domino hot shots number four fucking adore this book um this is i guess the penultimate issue of this whole celestial disease arc thing Yep. And boy, howdy, do we get to see Domino with a big, huge power up. (laughs) She goes all Sailor Moon, and I'm like, yeah, girl. And then I'm like, yeah, girl. It was very good. This was very good. Outlaw is very good. Everybody is very good in this. Yeah. I need to see this team get a movie. Me too. Oh my god. Me fucking, or a TV show. Yeah. Like um, Like uh, a limited series TV show. Yes. But I need that to happen. I love how limited their use of Deadpool is in this too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's but perfect. it's beautiful when it happened. Like, like she, 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 there's a point she's just like, Wade, ruin things. Yes. Oh, you so get me. <laughs> you get me neeners. And I adore yeah. that he calls her neeners. I know. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Yes. Again, this is a book that, like, I, as much as I love that character, I don't know how you would have Domino without a supporting cast, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she, like, the one, the ones that they have in here for her are just so, so, so good. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. And they're all flawed. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But who would we get to play the rest of them? I I volunteer. Who would for, we cast? I volunteer for Outlaw. Okay, I'll allow it. Just, Done. Like they don't even have to pay me. I'll just yeah. do it. Okay, like I'll just do yeah. it. It's fine. Sold in the room. Got it. Okay. <laughs> How about Diamondback? Hmm, that's tough. My brain's not working that fast today. Um, who is the girl who played Blink on that X Men show? That just got canceled oh the uh the gifted yeah okay yeah i could see that she'd be cool that would be a good choice she, she's got a really good range so i, I could see that um hmm. i am googling I a name jamie chung plays blink on the gifted yes there you go. cool <laughs> yeah I, 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 okay it's too I, early I, on a saturday i'm for awful this. i'm awful at casting yeah. so. we'll move on domino hot shots good good book oh god yeah. very good good book i hope we get more domino 
Me too. Maybe after... Because all the X books are going away for House of X and Powers of Ten. And yes, apparently it's called Powers of Ten, not Powers of X. What? what? Um, but wait, what? Jonathan from Hickman. A, from a clever play on words, I get it. But like, really? Jonathan Hickman. Uh, yeah. No, let me just go ahead and stop you right there. No. But also, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, it exists in a quantum state and is simultaneously yes and no. And we'll move on. Deal? Okay. okay. I mean, no, but yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> maybe though, once X-Men books start coming back, we'll get more Domino after We fucking that. better. It's so good. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Annual Number 1. So this is following up with some of the characters who got blown out into a black hole at the beginning <laughs> of Donny Cates' Guardians run. Specifically, we get uh, Rap, not Raptor, Darkhawk and Quasar. Warlock and Quasar, um, including maybe even the return of Avril Kincaid Quasar. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, we have to have food. and And most importantly, who's a good, good boy? Oh, he's a good, good boy. Who's a good, good Cosmo? Um, and this... This is setting up what's going to start, not in the next issue of Guardians, but in number seven, with some sort of church of infinite something. I forget what they were called. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is mostly just checking in. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, several writers we like were on this, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's a whole lot to add unless we just get into the specifics about like what exactly goes on in each. Probably, like, it's, probably that. That's probably like, the it's, best. It's a good use of an annual, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it is an annual that will actually count and not just be this side story that no one ever mentions again right it's basically the setup for a lot of other books moving forward yeah um and we also get at least implicitly in this the idea that maybe the silver surfer black book that's coming up is also kind of in that same vein dealing with what happened to the silver surfer after he got thrown into a black hole yes hey maybe that's why it's called silver surfer black black hole i just realized (laughs) that cool um i also enjoyed shout out to orange galactus and galactus going through just in general some amount of identity crisis after getting turned back so is this after the doctor strange or is this uh i do not know exactly how this fits with the doctor strange stuff that's going on right now um it is definitely i mean galactus got turned back a little while back so it could be it could be either yeah yeah um i miss galactus as orange galactus the bringer of life but neither here nor there marvel team up number three uh we have not talked about marvel team up at all so i wanted to mention it quickly this is kind of the end of its first story which was e-viewing on a kamala khan peter parker freaky friday story um this is fun this has what until i remembered brian does not read this book i thought would be brian's quote of the week (laughs) which is a simpsons reference um kamala is trying to teach peter how to use her powers so that you know they don't die um peter says and biggin it's or kamala in spider-man's body to peter and kamala's body says and biggin it's not a magic word it's just a thing i say no i get it it's a perfectly cromulent word which is one of the only simpsons references that i will get but i got it and it made me feel good and i thought it was funny i've been waiting for someone to call in big and a cromulent word for a long time now it was satisfying it's fun uh this is an anthology kind of book like this is a three issue story and the next issue is a new writer coming in with uh kamala and carol and that new writer is clint mcelroy (laughs) 
So, okay. um, suddenly, all three of us will be reading this book for the next yes. issue. Yes. What's a twist? Very possible. Very possible. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. War of the Realm time. We've got five books here. Oh, God. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we'll we'll get through it. We can do this. War of the Realms number five, the book containing the single greatest panel in all of comics history. Brian, do you know which panel I'm talking about? Uh, hang on, I want to make sure that it's this book that it was in, but I'm pretty positive it is. Um, does it involve two good good boys? It involves two good good boys. <laughs> it's, it's got Thori and Bats in the same panel. Thori so and Bats, as the world's greatest heroes do battle together. And then Thori and Bats are the two world's greatest heroes. That's how I'm reading that. Well, yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that. What, what I love <laughs> is, is, of course, Thori just chewing stuff up, you know. And Thori's like, Thori's the best eater of witches in all realms. And Bats is like, yeah, hey, uh, I'm Bats. I'm a ghost. And I'm going to, like, really, really haunt you a whole lot unless you leave. <laughs> and I love that there is a subtext to Bats' dialogue that's, so please leave so I don't Right, you. yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's very much a, I don't want to have to make that effort and then you just imagine that cute little basset face and you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> do I have to leave or can I just stay and pet the ghost dog ah oh, great um and this is building to obviously the final issue of this yeah um we have a setup for a conflict between Malekith and Thor big surprise yeah. um but maybe what the world needs now spoilers is two thors bum 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 thorception yes yeah. <laughs> wait a thor inside a thor Ooh. i mean it's hey. <laughs> cutting that wait wait, wait jen that, I, i've been reading your fanfic again haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you have um no i did find what i did find interesting is in here uh daredevil and thor go and find the new world tree Right? Yeah. And the fact, I think what was very telling was the fact that Thor is is suspended, pinned upside down to the world tree. Yeah. Which is something that Odin did to gain his knowledge. Yeah. And, like, use of, like, basically the, 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 the fundamental magic. Yeah. Which We're like going to get him. Allfather Thor. Yeah, exactly. So they're clearly setting this up that Thor is going to be, kind of become Thor Allfather, right? Yeah. And... And I think that's why there's going to be another, because he's basically going to become the Allfather, and then there's going to be somebody else who is Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except we know that Jane Foster going forward is going to be Valkyrie. Yes. Yeah. So there still may be some question as to who, how exactly all this shakes out. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you know Norse mythology or have read American Gods, then as soon as you saw the world tree and saw Thor's plan, you knew what was coming. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Journey into Mystery number four. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. She, Listen, it, I will never forgive the McElroys ever. I will never forgive them. For making you think a baby is cute? No, for punching my good, good hell dog. <laughs> never forgive them. I will never forgive them. So is it a little too on the nose to say this book is a wild ride? <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Far be it for me to cast stones on that front. Y you know what else this book has, Alex? Um, could it possibly be Brian's quote of the week? Yeah, it does. It's super, super easy. Death, Deathlock and Kate are hiding behind the table, and she's like, hey, this is my first con. Are they always like this? Kinda. There's usually less violence and, like, way more Deadpools. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. This is fun. We have one more issue of it. And, uh, well, maybe Thor's sister was conceived in a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, right? <laughs> but, I don't oh, even those, think those about gods it. and their shenanigans. <laughs> and their well, see, demons, too. They, they read a copy of... As Guardian Cosmo, with this one trick to turn up the heat in bed, and it was... Too successful? Uh, hook up in the realm where you have trapped the soul of your fire demon enemy. There you go. I just love how Thori's like, Thori tried to tell you. Yes. Thori yeah. smelled evil. Thori knew. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. New Agents of Atlas number three. Uh, yeah, so this is, um... This is the continuation of um, uh, Amadeus Cho, Braun, um, leading the new Atlas team, um, which is uh, essentially uh, Pacific Rim heroes, right? Um, and it's actually kind of cool. It's uh, I-, I like these kind of, they're certainly new to me, different characters. A lot of them were introduced in, uh, like, Future Fight, the Marvel video game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is, for a lot of them, their first appearance, at least in American comics. I think they've been in some digital... Asian release comics. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of actually enjoy them. It reminds me a bit of um, either, like, uh, New Superman, right, and the Justice yeah. League of China, or, like, the old Global Guardians. It kind of has a little bit of that uh, feel to it, but in a much more modern, better way of telling the story. Cool. Um, yeah, one, one, I love that one of these heroes is a, is a K-pop superstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, and that uh, uh, the Master of Kung Fu basically just schools them all. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's fun. It's just a, this is a fun, fun adjunct. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel number six. Um, more Freaky Friday. More Freaky Friday. Perhaps the freakiest Friday. <laughs> Carol and Doctor Strange get body swapped. I'm still into it, though. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> like, eeny, meeny, miny, I don't care. Yes. Colin the fire demon, we'll just get it all over with. <laughs> Surter, I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> Let's see. You know uh, what? Cat, That's the first cat... one I've enjoyed in a long time. Good job, Alex. Captain Marvel or magic eye crinkles. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, come on. It's like, that is my type. Yeah. Although someone has to be bald. Sorry. <laughs> someone has to be. It'll be me. It's fine. Let's just move on. I mean, we know it's not going to be Carol. She makes very clear that she does not want to deal with the pushback on on cutting her hair again. I love that. That's that's a whole... And it could be meaning the fans, and it could be meaning it fucking sucks to grow your hair out after all that. It definitely means the fans. 100%. Fans, air quotes. Yeah, but also it does really, really suck to grow your hair out after all that. Yeah, sure, but also dudes world. on the internet suck. Yes, yes they do. Um, this is fun. Black Widow is not having their bullshit, and that is the best part. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, add to the list of characters I need Kelly Thompson to write at some point, Natasha. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh god, yeah. Yeah. And last one, Tony Stark Iron Man. Yes. Jen, you very much dug this one. What is the cat's name? Doctor... Not Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> no? That's the doctor from Animaniacs. Oh my gosh, he has an actual name. Was it Dr. Shapiro? Yes, it's Dr. Shapiro. Yes, yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is. Dr. Shapiro is the best character in the Marvel Universe, and I need a Thori-Dr. Shapiro team-up book where Thori does not try to eat Dr. Shapiro because he's a worthy adversary. Please, okay, thank you. 
a team of cosmic pet avengers cosmic that is pet avengers i feel yes. like thor i feel like thor would try to eat dr shapiro at the beginning as a misunderstanding and yeah. then they would work it out how's that thor well, yeah then dr shapiro would put on the mech suit and it would all be over <laughs> Thori, Lockjaw, Bats, Cosmo, and Dr. Shapiro. So all dogs, one cat. Yes. Come on. There's gotta be more. Hmm. Well, you could get, uh, who is, who is Captain Marvel's cat? Chewy? I mean, Chewy's a flurkin. I know, but. It's not a cat. I understand. It's close enough. (laughs) You know. It's feline-esque. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to add more diversity to the team. We can get a squirrel from Squirrel Girl. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe we could get Juggernaut. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we're going this route, then you know Throg has to be on the team. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's good. See, good good pet Avengers. Oh, somebody do this book. <sighs> I can see this is like a summer special. That would be yes. Good. Right? Yeah. Like a solid four issue miniseries. I would also sure. be down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I need it. Oh, so, you know what? They'd have to at some point fight. Space sharks. All right. Can we get Jeff on the team? <gasps> oh, Jeff. Jeff the Land Shark is the leader of the team. <laughs> no, Dr. Shapiro is the leader. Jeff is definitely on the team. Dr. Shapiro is the Donatello. No. I think Cosmo would have to be the leader. Cosmo knows no. space. Cosmo knows space the best. But Cosmo is good at following orders. Well, Thori would be the Raphael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt there. <laughs> Throg can lead. Throg could, Throg lead, could lead. But it's definitely Dr. Shapiro. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, moving on. And somehow we find out Bats has uh, picked up magical stuff from Steven. <laughs> oh, the ghost puppy sorcerer supreme. <laughs> yes. He would be a space ghost dog. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, this book, <laughs> Tony yeah. deals with a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know. I was just like, I just need, I just need cute pets in a book. Did am I? I'm not the only one who read it. Alex, you read it? No, I read it too. It was also fun. It's easy to jump in. Gail Simone is writing this issue and the next one. Is good, good book. It's very good, good book. All right, it's time for is it still good? Rockway's modern modern afterlife. <laughs> Matter afterlife. It. Rocco's Modern Afterlife, number three. Uh, we learn that this zombie virus is transmitted through technology. So this is basically in the same continuity as Deceased. That's deceased. the book. Deceased. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I started to call it DC Afterlife. I'm like, nope, that's not a thing. Uh, Adventures of the Super Sons, number 11. Brian. Uh, yep. So uh, this is our penultimate issue. And... Um, the boys travel through a portal back to Earth? Dot, 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 <laughs> question mark? Batman, number 72. Um, if Tom King's Batman run were Broadway musical The Producers, this would be Betrayed, in which everything is recapped uh, up to this point. But most importantly, good, good art. Mm-hmm. Female Pretty Furies. Stuff. Female Furies number five, uh, Barda and Scott run away together. And, uh, uh, damn it, what's her name? Granny Goodness. Thank you. And Granny Goodness makes a baby. (laughs) 
Justice League number 25, Brian. Um, Batman takes a gamble on letting someone change his mind, and the villains of the DC Universe get an offer they can't refuse. Red Sonia number 5. Uh, Sonia has to make sacrifices. Paper Girls number 29, Brian. Um, the girls prepare to forget everything they've learned. Age of X-Men, Prisoner X, number four, Brian. Um, the inmates take over the asylum. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history, number four, Jen. Frank Castle kills a lot of Nazis. Meet the Scrolls, number five. Uh, this is the end of this miniseries, and I'm going to break format a little bit because of it. Uh, we get the, the fallout of... The Scroll family finishing their mission, um, and we learn who their commanding officer betrayed them to work with. And if you read the editor's note in the back, we get the tease that this is not the end of them, and that at some point down the road, one of them is going to show up in another book as a character who, you know, posing as another character. Maybe something we're already reading. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Savage Avengers number two, we find the third Eye of Agamotto after learning in Tony Stark Iron Man this week that there was a second Eye of Agamotto (laughs) hanging out. So, uh, I don't know, I guess Agamotto can't see anything at this point. Um, it's good, it's fun. Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number nine. Fuck, this is also still me. Um, Gwen confronts a monster and decides whether or not she also is one. Uncanny X-Men, number 19. We learn what Emma Frost has been up to for a while now. Yeah, this is this is the other side of Back to the Future. <laughs> yes. Back to the, yeah. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Wow. Yep. Uh, Event Leviathan. I think all of us have mentioned Event Leviathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Leviathan event, if that's not clear from the title. <laughs> there you go. Um, I have Superman number 12 and Supergirl number 31 paired up on here together. Uh, this is the beginning of a four-part crossover between the two books that ties up everything that was introduced in Man of Steel with Rogelzar and all of that uh, and is building up to kind of move past that conflict or at least move into the next phase of what it all means um it's a big old space battle and supergirl gets to meet now 10 years older john and uh uh jor-el is mixed up in all of this well yeah that that makes him about her age doesn't it yep actually i think now he's older than her i think he's like a year older than her um jen yeah jughead's time police number one yeah jughead fucks up so royally at a bake-off that he feels the need to go back in time and fix his error and just wrecks everything you know because he's jughead yep i'm very excited for this and this is cena grace who did iceman right yes yeah brian mm-hmm. tell me about giant man so this is uh, the last issue. This is number three. And this this group of, of four giant men going, posing as frost giants has just been stupid fun. And I can't wait to see how they wrap up this stupid fun. <laughs> uh, Silver Surfer Black, we talked about a little bit earlier. It is uh, Donnie Cates writing a Silver Surfer miniseries with, uh, ah, what's the artist's name? I just blanked. Mm. He did covers for uh, Trad Adventures. Thank you, Trad Moore. 
Um, and I think this will be cool, fun, weird stuff. Jen. Yes. Last one. Trust fall number one. Yeah, this is about a young woman in a crime family who has the ability to teleport things, but she can only teleport objects and other people. She can't teleport herself. So she always kind of has to trust her family to get her out of trouble. Um, but with her family moving up in the world, like things are starting to shift, family dynamics are starting to change and it's kind of looking like she wants out. So I'm excited for that one. It looks really cool. Cool. All right. Anything else anyone wants to mention? Don't think so. All right. Well, then I will drop in Tim's and my discussion of Swamp Thing episode one in a segment that I think we are calling branching out. Oh, good Lord. Right here. Good God. Hey, everybody. Tim and I are doing a thing. Say hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Oh, that's well such done. a lame joke, and I had to no, do it. No, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Got it in one. I would have made you redo it if you hadn't. So, welcome, everyone, to what is either a segment or a standalone bonus episode of Panelology. I don't know which yet, because we are completely and utterly winging this. <laughs> because we are two zany guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was either going to go with that or Swampcast. <laughs> Swampcast is also very good. <laughs> so given given our uh, uh, history of, what would you say, Tim? Pulitzer-level coverage yes. of Swamp Thing television? I, 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 absolutely, I would say that. Yeah. Um, given that, we felt we would be remiss in not talking about the Swamp Thing show on DC Universe. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the Swamp Thing show on DC Universe. <laughs> Super excited that it's out. Yes. Episode one, creatively named pilot even though there are no pilots in the episode nope yep no pilots i was sitting here trying to run through i was gonna i was gonna like a airboat pilot or something maybe but there was none of that would that be a pilot or a helmsman helmsman sounds very cool it does i want to be an Although, airboat helmsman i'm not sure that airboat airboats really have helms do they have bull tips now you're doing like a callback to a callback <laughs> to a thing that wasn't okay it's it's spoon shaped yes see also our momocon live show in which Jen explains the anatomy of a spoon. First question, Tim. Yes, sir. Did you enjoy it? I absolutely did. I did too. I was not 100% sure what to expect. No, no. Um, the trailers definitely made it seem like hard horror, and I was not sure how I, Notorious Chicken, would do with that. <laughs> um, but it felt more like dramedy with some horror elements. Yeah, I would have I would have said that the people who made this show definitely saw Evil Dead too. I Yeah. I, it's it's much more of an enjoyable ride, I think, than just... I don't want to say like a straight horror movie, because straight horror movies, I guess, could be enjoyable, too. I've seen some that I enjoyed, but this had... It was a little bit broader than just maybe a horror genre would be appropriate for. Or a yeah. horror label, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um. It feels like a little bit procedural. Yes. And maybe a little bit rom-com. Uh, maybe rom-com's a little strong. <laughs> There's definitely a romantic subplot, or the beginnings of one, which I don't think is shocking given no. you know the whole alec holland abby arcane thing when abby is not a child yeah, i was about to say much less creepy in this iteration yeah um i wonder before we get into specifics if it is going to come across to everyone as as being as funny as i felt like moments in it were i, I don't know because there was an added level of and i apply this mainly just to me and you of waiting for certain characters to appear or waiting for certain things to happen based on what we've seen in other Swamp Thing. I, I think that's true. Watching it through the lids of the Swamp yeah, Thing animated yeah. series brings <laughs> some baggage that is probably not meant to be there. Yeah. 
Um, and but we get, even that started right when the episode started. By the way, we'll oh, get to that when we get to the specifics. Um, one hundred percent. There were definitely moments uh, scattered throughout that felt like, oh, this is a recognizable horror trope. So that I'm going to say something funny about that, and that makes it funny to me. And I always struggle in moments like that in a show like this that is a genre I do not actually know that well, or at least uses elements of a genre I don't know that well in terms of horror. See, also, I have not seen Evil Dead 2. <laughs> I really wonder how much of it is intentional versus how much of it is a, I am just an asshole as an audience member. I think that's sort of the joy of the genre itself is that it's it's up to the end user. And if those things are placed well enough, then you can kind of take what you will from it. And that makes it enjoyable to more people in different ways. So okay. I'm, I'm not going to say that you're an asshole. I'm going to say that if you thought things were funny, then they were meant to be funny. If you thought they were scary, then they were meant to be scary. I mean, I would rather laugh than be startled. Yeah. I was quite relieved at how few, which is to say, I don't think there were any jump cuts. No, none really. I mean, the most you get is like some vines that look like a hand yeah. grab occasionally. Yeah. But again, like even that, I feel like the way scenes were framed and what music was doing and what everyone was doing on scene kind of telegraphed, this is the next beat that yeah. comes in, in this. I'd agree with that. Um, so yes, I, I will say as avowed wimp when it comes to horror... <laughs> Let me put this in context. I have hanging on the inside of the door to my bedroom one of those, like, reusable grocery bags. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of, like, canvasy, square-bottomed... I, after right after you left, went up into my room and opened the door. And as I opened the door, like, it swung around and I immediately, like, jumped and let go of the door and <laughs> thought something was coming out at me because this bag was there. Oh, you have actual baggage. Oh. oh not just the literal kind yeah yeah um so i survived i was worried i would not make it through this and i did did i just say literal kind you did oh you know what i meant i know what you meant yeah um i survived you probably can too unless you don't like water there's a lot of water stuff in yeah this. yeah that yeah. would make it tough all right want to get into the episode do you have anything else to throw in before we get in no let's get started okay um the episode opens with a kid and two dudes on a boat dropping some stuff in the swamp and this is this is where we ran into our flashbacks from the animated episode. Yeah. Because we were convinced that that was JT. I mean, I'll put it this way. I would not be shocked if, in actuality, this show did anything and everything it can to distance itself from <laughs> the cartoon, which I think we are probably in a small minority on being fans <laughs> of. I think our affection from that is, is, is something entirely separate from... Yeah. It's definitely not nostalgia. It's uh, a fair statement. I don't know what the word for it is, but there's probably one in German or maybe French. I would agree that they would have tried to distance themselves from this in any way possible. I would also state that it, given our situation, it would have been impossible for them to do. Yeah. Um, which is why the first thing we did was think, is that JT? <laughs> and he is in my head canon. Yes. Unless and until they introduce another character named JT. <laughs> That is JT, and poor JT yeah. does not make it through the cold open. Yeah. Um, at least not alive. We see him again later, technically. Um, there is also a bar called Del Rey's, and the first shot of it, all I could make out was D-E-L. 
<laughs> in its neon sign. Uh, and I was about to be very happy for Delbert. He's a, he's a small business owner now. Yeah. You don't see many teenage bar proprietors. <laughs> no, no, you sure don't. But uh, in the swamps, I guess anything goes. Um, no Bayou Jack sightings. No. Um, I still have my fingers crossed that eventually, however, Skin Man or Weed Killer... Oh. Or oh what was the God. third one's name? Skin Man, Weed Killer, and oh, it's it was Doctor Zevo. Zevo. Doctor Zevo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that spoke in rhyme. Yes. You mean the best one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Eventually, I hope that we see them. Instead, after after watching uh some shady dudes get murdered, perhaps by their own actions being shady, we cut to the Congo and we meet what I believe is is the the main character of the show. Mm-hmm. A decision. I am very happy about because I think it makes way more sense to frame the narrative around her than specifically around you know a giant walking ball of vines yes agreed Abby Arcane Abby Arcane who in the tradition of heroic medicine will endanger herself in any way she can as she yells at others not to do the same which comes back later yes Um, (laughs) we see her saving some kids and then getting a call from Atlanta Mm -hmm. from the CDC uh, saying hey we got a job for you and it turns out a disease in her hometown and she has to confront some ghosts from her past uh eventually at least and she goes and and checks in on this little girl who has like green goo coming out of her nose and is sick and has mysterious plant pieces in her hospital bed yes and whom does she meet as she does this, Tim? Uh, she meets a strange out-of-towner who goes by the name of Alec Holland. Yes. And he, she knows he's an out-of-towner because of the way he's dressed. Yes, because he is wearing high-end designer sandals. <laughs> yes. He's also wearing shorts and a jacket. <laughs> And I'll be honest, there were scenes throughout the show where I identified him by his shorts yep. as he, you know, walked downstairs entering. He has a very particular look. He does. He, he seems a lot more chill than I would have imagined Alec Holland to be. Like, a little more, a, a little less uptight, we'll say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of I kind of go to maybe this, like, very sort of 1960, or maybe not even 60, like 1940s square-jawed yeah. scientist who's also yep. a quarterback type. Yes, that's exactly what I would picture too. Like, this is clearly the kind of dude who is not above running his own experiments in his own basement. Yeah. Um, like, clearly he took notes from Steve Urkel, <laughs> which the best of us have done. <laughs> Um, and I feel like we're getting kind of recap heavy. Yeah. But I wanted to get us up to Abby and Alec because I feel like they are kind of the centerpiece of this episode. Yeah. I mean, from, from this point on, it's kind of, we're going to do some investigations and see some weird stuff and there will be vines, lots of vines, and then there will be swamps and explosions and dead people. Um, but I feel like most of it works because even before you get anything explicitly romantic, they have a really solid chemistry together yeah like just as actors on a screen together i feel like they play off of each other well and like their 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 energies complement one another well (laughs) i'd agree with that i think that's fair and she's cool and collected and you know like i said does the whole risk herself heroic medicine thing um and he's this like i don't know if jeff goldblum and jack black had a kid together that's a pretty good description that's pretty pretty accurate i think they're 
is a fine, fine line between, hey, I'm going to flirt with you and, hey, let me wear your skin. <laughs> and that line is his home. <laughs> he is never not flirting. Uh, that's very true. That's and very I don't I don't know that it's actually meant explicitly to be him flirting. He just has that energy of, oh, I am just going to be charming in a very, like, goofy, hey, I might eat your liver later sort of way. Which is... <laughs> It's kind of interesting to think about because that dynamic, I mean, that ep- dynamic gets one episode and then is is gone, you know? Yeah. It's, it's got to, narratively, it's got to change. And it'll yes. be it's interesting to see how that, that goes after this. It'll also be more interesting once you, it's the same thing with every show. You have to get through that that, that period of introductions. And at, at, there were times when it almost felt a little rushed because you had to cram all of this into one hour. Yeah. But it'll be neat to see how the story unfolds and how the characters develop once we're past that point so you know episodes three and four is kind of what i'm thinking of where where are we going with all of this yeah i mean even even episode two i think maybe it'll be the initial shock to yeah spoiler alert alec holland becomes swamp thing yeah i know that will come as a surprise to anyone and everyone here i i don't know that anyone can know the two of us and not know that yeah i never expected my my brand to include sentient vines (laughs) but here we are yeah yeah um oh go ahead Oh, no, I was just, it, you know, back to that that sort of same, like, you have a lot of plot points that are, you can tell, are seated in this first episode. <laughs> seated. Seated. <laughs> um, and you'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how those unfold. I, how many episodes is this series? Do you know? You know, I don't. I can look that up quickly. Oh, hey, look at that. I already have it up on IMDb. Nice. Season one is, it's refreshing. Hang on. Uh, ten episodes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably a good choice to start. Yeah, I feel like that's a solid length. Yeah. Especially for for a first season i could see subsequent seasons being a little shorter yeah but you know give it a couple episodes to kind of handle the introduction and not and some not world building so long that we have to drag some of this out and, and add filler into it yeah well that's what i want to see like there are definitely elements of swamp thing that aren't in the first episode just full stop we don't see swamp thing until the very end mm-hmm. um which again that i think is pretty much expected it would be weird if he just walked in and were already swamp thing and yeah. not Alec Holland at all. Um, we haven't heard anything about Anton Arcane. You got a hint at it. Did we? Yeah, do you remember that when uh, the cop shows up because they said a Dr. Arcane needed their help? And he was like, there's no way that's possible. So, of course, I immediately, I'm like, well, wait, why is, why is that not possible? Oh, I read that scene very differently than you did. Oh, did you? I read that as they were friends and he knew she would never oh, come back to town. See, I immediately jumped to, he could not believe that Anton was there. Uh, which yeah, I, I, I could have completely fabricated all of it. I mean, or it could be helpful ambiguity. Yeah, that's true. But they clearly knew each other, so I took it as, oh, I can't believe you're in town. Yeah. Which was a thing she got regularly. Um, But we haven't seen Anton Arcane or any of his uh, 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 unmen. <laughs> we haven't seen or heard any mention of things like the green or the red or the gray. Yeah. Which, admittedly, like, if they're planning on doing multiple seasons, maybe don't bring that in until season two. Oh, and that's another thing that the Anton Arcane could be a non-issue in the first season. Um, yeah. There there are a lot of ways we could go. I think me and Alex both have, I, I, I won't go into that on the podcast, but we have sort of our theory of who, who might be pulling the strings. Oh, no, I, I think we can get into it. Oh, okay. I think there's okay. really no question after one episode who is sort of positioned to be immediately, like, the closest threat. Yes. Um, and I cannot remember his name right now. It has just left my brain. Sunderland. Avery Sunderland. Sunderland. That's what it's... Sun- 
Avery Sunderland. Yes. yes. Or the old rich white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That seems way more obvious when you say it that way. Yeah. My favorite part of watching this was when you turned to me and you're like, you know, if this were Scooby-Doo, like, <laughs> it would still be the old rich white man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to talk about some of the design in this. Okay. Um, if you're okay to move on to that. I am. I really, really like the way they handled the vines in this. Yeah. Which, if they had looked cheesy or dumb or or particularly fake at all, would I think really have taken a lot of steam out of this? Yeah, I agree. Um, but their design just visually is really solid. The design behind their movement, I think, is really solid. Mm-hmm. And the ideas between like 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 taking that a step further, the ideas about how how and when they grow and like the patterning, the kind of fractal growth mm-hmm. that we see from them, the way they actually move when they're their locomoting mm-hmm. is very like it's still and then it's sharp like a hand grabbing almost mm-hmm. some games in a couple of cases they actually like set the vines to kind of look like hands grabbing mm-hmm. um and then it's still again like it's very jerky and almost like it's like it's being blown or like it's falling so the the, the first time and we talked about this a little bit while we, were, while we were watching it the first time abby and alec actually see them move there's room to like not necessarily realize they are intentionally moving and not just growing right way. right yes uh-huh. it's, very true. it's like they're growing out or exploding out at first um and then the other thing and i think you remarked on this was just yeah. how good yeah. swamp thing looks if, if you hadn't brought that up i was definitely gonna say that next because yeah. yes it, it you didn't get a lot of him in this episode and you know at first i thought that they kind of weren't even going to show him at all just do that little silhouette thing yeah but then then when they did uh, no that guy looks fantastic well and like not only does he look great but he's in and out of water yeah. he's covered in muck <laughs> muck man muck man um and like the first first real good close-up you get on him not only is like textured and detailed and looks like you know the kind of tight horror shot you'd see in an old swamp thing comic right but he's like slippery and wet because he's just climbed out of the water like he actually looks the part yeah like he actually looks as realistic as swamp things ever gonna look i think and and the way it played with his eyes right at the end yeah uh just it did so well and i'm really excited to see where it goes yeah um other than alec and abby are you ready to declare a favorite character so far um it's too soon and we got the hint of the madame xanadu yes okay i was gonna bring that one up but we'll go ahead and hit that yeah yeah just this little moment of it and uh, (laughs) they're walking into delroy delroy's and alec looks like oh creepy old lady like check it you know implying you know, check that one off the list yeah yeah and abby's like oh that's xanadu <laughs> yes. Know, yes i'm like oh so it's a little early to call favorite character but it i, I it'd have to be abby arcane after episode one though i said other than abby and oh abby. other I mean, than yes, abby and absolutely yeah like abby is fantastic alec is also very good yes um for me it is alex dog oh easily that's a good point i forgot about that yeah it is alex dog my favorite my favorite shot i think of the whole thing is like they've been out doing their investigation and they go back to alex secret swamp yeah. lab which so many jokes i made 
made as they were like airboating up to it. Yep. And this is my murder house where I like to eat people's livers. Um, Abby is delightful and brilliant, but getting in the car and then in the boat and then out on the swamp and then going into the house with him, she lacks a lot of common sense, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. It's um, a lot of trust to place into a man who you found rifling through things he doesn't have clearance for in the hospital and then digging a hole in a bedroom of a man who is half decomposed and eaten by vines yeah. in the next room. Yeah. I, um, digging so hard that he didn't realize there were two people standing next to him too. Yeah. But yeah. No, the, um, the, every time that dog appeared, Alex would make these subtle threats to the TV show that if anything happened to that dog. My exact words were every time, every time where I swear to God, I <laughs> kill the dog. caveat, I would be all for swamp dog. So yes, absolutely. I mean, just picture like some kind of sheep dog, but with vines. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a moss tiff, if you will. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be thinking of dog plant buns now. Um, that's another thought that I had in this show. And I keep going back to the cartoon. I, I don't know why I should just let it go. But uh, Never. Yeah. Uh, it, we would make remarks about these fantastical things that Swamp Thing would do in the cartoon and how it just sort of like, there was no bound by laws of physics and, and or anything like that. I wonder, Completely ignored the law yeah, of conservation of matter. Yeah. I, I wonder how they'll limit what Swamp Thing is capable of as T-Show. That's another thing that I'll be interested to see. Like, what's the extent of his power? Yeah, well, I think that's... I mean, that's kind of, of, of what I was getting to in part with the vine physics. Yeah. The rules yeah. for the vines. Yeah. Like, a lot of the locomotion is coming from some kind of growth. Yes. And we've got the sort of in-universe physics explanation of what is allowing for rapid growth like that. Um, but if that's the rule, if this has to come from that sort of fractal pattern growth, if that's what allows for extension, then, you know, you break the vine off where it falls away, it doesn't slurp back into his body. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're okay. And these vines, like, clearly leave paths and leave devastation in their yeah. wake. And they're not just, you know, this delicate tool. Uh, and we don't really see him wield them yet anyway wow. but i've got to assume they'll work similarly yeah. i've got to assume they'll be bound kind of by those same rules that'll be interesting to see yeah all right anything else you want to add uh no uh i guess if we're gonna are we gonna try and do these one of these per episode yeah i do i uh, like one episode of this per episode of swamp thing yeah yeah maybe i think that's probably the simplest we'll probably honestly just play it by ear okay um if for some reason we miss a week and need to double down on a couple or whatever i'm to me this is this is almost bonus content this okay. is just us kind of goofing and doing this thing because i mean how were we gonna <laughs> not well then uh I, I'll, I'll just add in this as we're going i as we're watching episodes of swamp thing i will be watching episodes of doom patrol i'm not going to give you a recap of doom patrol i'm just going to say that episode one good you should watch yeah. it i am happy to check in some on doom patrol <laughs> yeah, as we go yeah. to that can be like our backup feature <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's it, it, both of them uh, and it's uh, that's the my first experience with dc universe was watching these two shows with alex and it's got me dangerously close to saying yes it is worth the money <laughs> and, and i i need to, to do it yeah because these are these are really good shows and they're a lot higher quality than uh, I'll be honest than I was expecting. Yeah, I you know, Doom Patrol has kind of the cheesy goofball quality. Yes, that I think lets it be very forgiving of anything that's not one hundred percent there. Yeah, and I think even then it still is pretty much 
much there. It doesn't feel like they use that as an excuse to cut corners. Swamp Thing would not have that same leeway. No, agreed. I don't. I don't think there is much give in in producing this show and it's still feeling like something that has weight. Might not be the right word. Yeah, but I got gotcha. you. Feeling feeling like something material. Feeling like yeah. something intentional. Sure, and of quality. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think it does a really good job of balancing sort of the the drama and the humor and the horror elements and it's not any one of those things but it feels it feels like it's willing to grab the tool it needs when it needs mm-hmm. it and i like that a lot about it those are that's a great way to define a lot of what i would call my favorite movies yeah. they're in reality sort of you know everybody puts every movie in a in a box of being a certain genre but it's in reality a little bit harder to label the good ones because yeah. they have so many other elements and I'd, I'd agree that this this shows that too yeah cool yep. anything else I think that's it. I think we covered it. I can't wait for episode two. I'm sure I'm I'm searching for some kind of plant pun <laughs> that I can use as an outro here. Uh, but uh they're all leaving me. Uh, Leafing me. No, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad i'll really have to branch out in my puns next time um okay so we'll just start spitting them out we'll just there are no bad no, ideas, that right? that was it that was it oh that was out. it yeah oh okay all right all i could think all of right. was goodbye for now fern yeah, yeah that was that was yeah i feel like that's a maybe a low point that's kind of a fern goalie <laughs> all right yeah so you're gonna go with branching out i like it so i think that's it for episode one we will be back next week ish sometime in the near future with the next episode or episodes and until then we will make like a tree and leaf have you yeah. watched episode two yet not yet i think tim and i are gonna watch wednesday maybe okay yeah um we are going to do our best to make it through the season and hopefully not the series all at once uh <laughs> if you have not checked it out it is fun um and dc universe look i am both easily grossed out and super super jumpy and i had no problem with this show that that part in the morgue that was super gross it was a little gross it was super gross um i'm also not convinced that alec holland is not a little bit serial killer um There is a thin line between serial killer and charming, and he just tap dances back and forth on right. it. Right. Yeah. Like at times, I'm like, "Oh, he's adorable," and then yeah. I'm like, "Ew." Yeah. Ugh. As as uh, are you trying to say this is Dexter's Swamp Thing? Um, I, I I listeners who just heard branching out will have just heard me say this, but imagine the illegitimate love child of Jeff Goldblum and Jack Black. Oh wow! Look, I'm I'm no, I am way too grossed out for that. No. Mm-mm, that's not a thing nope tell Blech. me i'm wrong Blech. tell me i'm wrong you're wrong you're super wrong no i'm not we'd like to thank chase parker for our intro voiceover we are available on your podcatching platform of choice or on our website at panelologypodcast.com if you would like to help us out you can rate and review us on itunes you can share us with friends no no you can't I mean, it's going away. The branding has been Apple Podcasts for a long time anyway. My notes even say, just bite me, okay? That (laughs) Apple, that Apple thing where you listen to podcasts, the Apple one, that's the one that matters for us, okay? Which is dumb, okay. I'm not the one who is the marketplace. Um, Yeah, because things would be very different if you were. Oh, they'd be so much better. Anyway, if you would like to 
Support us on Patreon. You can do so at patreon.com slash panelology. If you want stuff with our logo on it, bit.ly slash panelology merch, capital P, capital M. If you would like more of Jin and me, you can listen to us on Minds at Yerk, our bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast. We just finished the David trilogy, and we'll be back next with, uh, well, I guess as this comes out, the last David episode comes out tomorrow. But we've already recorded it. And next up, we are doing the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Gonna split that one up into two episodes. So good. we are at, like, peak Animorphs right now. Yes. Peak Animorphs. Peak Animorphs. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Brian, say your thing. There we go. Mm-hmm.